Whoa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast, and I'm in GDP Studios with Big Fresh. Yes, sir, baby boy. We're ripping it with full speed. And listen, we're about to record an episode with Sean Wire. And so I'm going to just, you know what I'll, we'll do? We won't even record an opener after. I'll just assume, I'll, I'll guess what we talk about. We're going to talk about his tape, Deer. We're going to talk about him being on Cousin Stiz's tape because that so-so song is fire. We're probably going to talk about him being a little late because of traffic. And then additionally, we're going to talk about him performing tomorrow night at the House of Blues because he's opening up, which is fire, and being a Boston artist. Also, us GDP boys, yeah, that's me, Big Fresh, Bix, Sammy Spielberg. we got some other young men in the mix. Are throwing an event on January 17th at the Warehouse 11. We're calling it GDP Hustle. And it's an event for anybody in Boston that has a company, brand, or startup. Because somewhere along the line this summer when I was really blitzing it like 17, 18 hour days. I realized, dude, the hardest thing to do when you're building a company or brand is meet new people. So I figured it would be a really solid event to have people come in, set up tables and market them their brand and meet like-minded people and we're going to have a live one minute pitch competition big fresh is going to be on the tunes and me and him are working on something special and we're going to have a speaker whoa and listen if you want to sign up for the event it's going to be popping it's gdp when, when was the last time we threw a bad event we did throw that one launch party which was terrible we'll talk about that later but we're like five for five in the last and uh i'm already i've already been pitching to people for the past like two weeks and I want this place totally busting off the hinges. It's going to be great for the city. I don't think Boston really has events like this or has really had events been brought to the city like this. And uh, we'll have more information coming. But hit us up on LinkedIn because it's a professional event or semi-professional. Or hit us up via email, goldendeerproductions at gmail.com. Big Fresh, any artists that have music submissions, where should they email you? Abu617 at gmail.com. Abu's mic wasn't hot. But yeah, that's a GDP minute. Looking forward to Sean Wire's episode any second now. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy. All right, bye. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait. Was that not it? Hey, enter. Just, you forgot to enter. Camera's rolling. Before we start. Hey, everybody. Oh, we got the vlog camera going too? No, that's fine, bro. I love you. I love attention. Flick. Hey everybody, this is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast, and listen, before we begin, if you by chance get any sort of value from this episode, whether you learn something, you're entertained, you laugh, you cry, just share with a friend, that's all we ask. That's and, it. And if you don't have friends, you shouldn't be listening to podcasts. Big Part. fizzy facts. And my guest today showed up with a bunch of friends, but also, one <clears> more <throat> thing, Who who's on their phone back there real quick? Anyone have a phone? Great. Can you go on my Instagram, at Big Bochi? I just want everyone to see uh, kind of what the Golden Deer boys got done today. Boom. At Big Bochy? Yes, please. Big Bochy. B-I-G-B-O-A-C-H-I-E. Well, just look. No, I want you to look at the first post. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're not playing. <clears throat> Whoa. <laughs> Fancy. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
We're not playing. We're not playing. We're doing new stuff in the city. Nobody's doing this. It was never a game, actually. So Nothing was the? It was never a game. Okay, fire. That's it. Hey, nonetheless, listen, everyone's going to get a shot to come up and introduce themselves real quick before I introduce, introduce my guests. And, and who's producing the episode today? Yo, Big Fresh checking in. What up, what up? The boy, Big Fresh. The goat. The bull. All right, gents, you guys want to swing up and say hi? Introduce yourself, fellas. Please. I'm glad you brought the squad. Except Sean was like, yo, I'm going to bring 15 people that. last night. I was y'all like, yeah, got to know, know about these cats, man. I'm Milkshot Benedict, Henlon of the Roxbury, a year, most high, most Yeezy. Most, most, most. Nice to meet you, nice to meet you. Yes, sir, yes, sir, of course. I'm Najee Janey, most high kingdom, Roxbury, America. That boy got the sauce in his hand. What are you, what are you eating? Is that a dumpling? A samosa. A samosa, okay. <laughs> no. Big Fresh is vegan. All the same, all the same. How many years? Literally like a month. <laughs> a month? Okay. I was just getting into it, yeah. You said your whole life? No, just getting into it like a month. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Come here, dang, Get right on the mic. <laughs> Yo, we in the mic, Dame Dose in the building. You already know what it is. Ain't no motherfucking hold up, you heard? Yeah. No hold up. I'm Robert Lee Kelly Morgan, uh, creative in business. Promotes high candy. Let's fucking go. Stupefy. And on my right, listen, I, I'm... Not as tapped in with Boston music as I once was mm-hmm. when I was running the show at the studio, but <clears throat> I bump your music, bro. It's dope. I appreciate the fuck out of you. And do you want to just give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? On my right, I have Sean Wire. And Sean, the mm-hmm. S is the money sign. It's a dollar sign. Oh, I go me. by the name of Sean Wire, and um, I make dope shit, mainly music. And yeah. I'm a fraction of Most High Kingdom. Them fellas that just came to the to the podium: Najee Janney, Milkshot Benedict, Robert Kelly Morgan, Damon, Most High Kingdom. And, and, what and we're is missing 20- we're missing one person too, and it's Gib DJ. Okay, He's the producer. I got hit by a car. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? That was like the real thing. I was like, all right, this is crazy. So, Like how fast was the car going? It was going pretty fast, bro. Where like, was at this? Least like, at least like 30. Oh. Yeah, yeah, bro. It was bad. Um, Where was this? This was like in Dorchester, like at like one in the morning. It was random as fuck. Was it like a SUV or like a SUV? It was a BMW white. And that's all I know. <laughs> well, it was you, crazy. You didn't hit him with the lawsuit if you had the Beamer? They didn't catch him. Because the cops don't give a fuck. No way. You know? They hit and run. Yep, hit and run. So did you like, not to be gruesome, did you like fly over the hood? I flew over. I hit my face on the window. Head hit the ground. It was crazy. It was just really bad. Oh, man. Yeah. But like, no broken bones though. Just a crazy concussion. You know what I'm saying? So my angels were looking for me, man. It was like, I got you, boy. I was like, all right. Did you, was it a moment where you kind of saw your life flash before your eyes? Absolutely. Yo, it's actually crazy because I dreamt about that shit before it happened, like years prior. Like you visualize exactly that happening? That whole shit, bro. It sounds crazy, but it's real. I definitely dreamt about that before it happened. Was it a beamer in your dreams? Or was I, don't it, what, <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> fuck it was. I don't know. I was going to say, I would have dreamed it would be a Rolls Royce that hit me at least, oh, bro. I don't know, man, but it was crazy. But, yeah, that's why I cut my dreads. I just needed a fresh start. You know, I felt like it was a rebirth in a way. 
Um, you felt more free in a way? A lot more free. You know, I cut off a lot of tides and started moving on my own time and making the music I want to make and putting out good content as well, you know. Um, oh, so the dread snipping, like, actually caused things to start moving for you? Absolutely, bro. Like, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Creatively-wise and um, sonically, too. Like, I felt like I tried a lot of new ways of um, diving into my art more, you know? Um, and that that's that's the birth of Deer. I was going to say, so you weren't making came, Deer when you had dreads? Nah. Wow. One song was made on Deer before, while I had dreads, and it was drama class. That's my favorite song, bro. It's a great song. It's dope. You know what I'm saying? I was bawling my eyes out. It's the power of dreads. <laughs> power of the dreads, man. And so you snip the dreads and you go, okay, well, now I got to, like, get shit done? Or is, it was are you, like... Are you, like, a fatalist at that point? You're like, yo, I could die at any moment type thing? Or Honestly, bro, it was just it was just crazy. I don't know, man. All I know is I just knew I had to get down to my music. It, 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 it hit in a way more serious way than it hit before because I was, like, making mad music and just holding it you know what i'm saying instead of dropping it and i wanted to drop shit but it was just the situation i was in you feel me so um i was just like fuck it i'm putting this shit out and then boom great ass feedback i was very proud of that project for sure so once you snip the dreads how long does it take to finish all of deer oh bro i finished deer in like two months oh no way yeah like two months and i was mixed and master everything I mean, we didn't really master it. We just mixed it. And give DJs just fucking nice at it. So, you know, he just makes it sound really good. So, put it out. And it passed for it, I guess. You know what I'm saying? John Scott explained this to me once, but can you explain the difference? Like, what step is a master? What is, it? is it like you put bridges on a project? Mastering like- is like mastering the levels of the sound. Like vocals, um, the elements in the beat. Um, and making it compress into one thing and sound really good. Instead of, like, um, mixing it, because sometimes when you mix it, um, I mean, it's, Pro Tools is, like, the highest form, I guess, right? It's like It gives you the most and, creative leverage, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, uh, versus doing it on Ableton, which is what we use, um, if Gibby were to bounce it and do the best of his capability on Ableton versus Pro Tools, like it would sound lower on volume than it would Pro Tools uh, mastering it in a club. You feel me? Like, it'd so, be what, lower. you just pick up that gain? Is that, like, pretty much it? Or? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. That's why they get paid the big bucks, bro. They get paid the big bucks. John Scott, me and John Scott got history, man. He saw me He saw me when I had the the quarter-inch dreads. Yes. So, <laughs> so why, why was this such a big... Uh, Laps like a three-year lapse. You, you were holding on for music for like three years between that project and the one before. Um, so it was hymns, and after hymns, like I just held shit for Malon. So yeah, like three years tops. But you were still making music. Or? I was making music heavy. People just thought I stopped making music because I wasn't dropping shit. But it was really like a test for my mental. You know what I'm saying? Like pushing me and pushing me and pushing me and pushing me it was pushing myself to be better at what i do you know you were you were also making music for other people please please that too i was ghostwriting too thank you milkshaw thank you for sure yeah and that's that's another thing like mainly it was me writing for other people and 
you know, just doing that alone, you know, like, it's it takes a toll, bro. Like, when you're giving shit to someone else that's coming from your heart, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, like, you're not getting to get any shine on yourself. Like, oh, you don't even get a pat on the back. You just get, like, no check either sometimes. You feel me? Like, very rarely will you. So um, why did you do it? I don't know, bro. I was under I was under mind control at that time, bro. Fuck that shit. I need all of mine, bro. Fuck that. Like, so it's like, <laughs> were, was it an insecurity thing though too? Not putting out music. Yo, yes, big yes. Because I felt like I didn't believe in myself too at one point. Like, I felt like I wasn't um, good enough for sure. Because. It was, it was to the point where at first it was really fun making music and then it got like super serious and then I was just like, okay, I'm just doing this now. Like, all right. You know what I'm saying? You feel like you're going through the motions? Yeah. Like just cruising autopilot, bro. And when that car hit me, I'm going to tell you right now, man, like that shit woke me up. Like I could die tomorrow. Like fuck that shit. I'm putting my shit out now. You feel me? Like right now. And it felt good. And. You know, I feel like the energy I put into the music is really, like, anything I write down is, like, me manifesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the highest form of manifesting. And that's what that's what Milk do. Milk writes every morning. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Me too. Every morning. I try to. Well, at one point, you was, like, back to back, though. Oh, yeah. no, you no, know no, what I'm saying? I'm still, I'm still yeah. good at it. But, um, but yeah. Um, they also say creativity is the best in the morning. You feel that way? I do. I do. I do, I do too sure. Yeah Like at least 8 in the morning I try to wake up at 8 every day Sometimes I go to sleep at like 6, 5 And then I wake up super late Like 11 But like You getting 5 hours of sleep? That's it? Yeah bro It's really bad what do, Why are you doing that to yourself nah, bro? Cause I overthink And I push myself really hard Bro between you and I I'm only getting 5 hours too This just beach <laughs> No it's whack It's like this is not to celebrate whack. Not getting bro. sleep is terrible dude <laughs> <laughs> it's alright Well I'm not alone That's why I adapt you man like, You know what I'm saying So weird So you're, you're not putting out music For a mad long time And then You get hit by a car And Are you now like Okay I gotta get shit in motion Or does Do you feel like Cause the way you're describing it It's like almost like cinematic It's like things just start moving bro. Dreads get cut I start meeting bro, people Bro it is so fucking weird bro Like Do you believe in destiny? I do I do too I believe in all that shit, bro. I'm very spiritual. And, you know, like, my angels definitely look over me. My ancestors look over me. And anything I anything I say I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. And it may not happen on my time, but it's going to happen when they want it to happen. You feel me? When God wanted it to happen, that's how I move. So do you think the three-year gap taught you patience? Um... I mean, one thing I definitely had for a long time was patience. Um, it definitely taught me to be more content with what I have and not worry about other people. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, when you're creators in general, sometimes like we tend to wander off and every creative, every creative done this at least once, you know, like wandered off and saw what other people were doing. It was like, damn, what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? But Why then don't you gotta, I have the bag coming in type thing? You got to snap out of that mm-hmm. and understand that what's meant for you will be what you'll get and just run with that. Well, how do you evaluate progress then? You look back like every six months? 
Because, um, dude, I got to be honest. If I wasn't doing stuff for three years, like, I feel like I'd be like, yo, I'd feel lost as hell. Mind you, I'm I mean, a little m- hyper, so. I feel you. Like ADHD hyper? Oh, bro, I got to be working, like, 16 hours a day. Like, I have to do it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm just a psycho. I got it, too, man. It's all good. Um, but progress-wise, so my way of, um, you know, seeing my growth um, through those three years, I would go through the vault. Um, and listen back to like you know the first project I put out, um, which was this tape called "You Got Me," but I deleted it off SoundCloud, and then Zone, and then Hymns, and then two years into it, I'm just looking back and I'm like, wow, this shit is pretty good. But like now, it's just like, oh my gosh. And then a year later, like 2018 passed, 2019 passed, and I'm looking back now, like, wow. oh shit. You feel me? Like, you just, bro, it's, you're your only competition, man. Like, you really just want to be better than yourself every day. Like, that's my goal. You know what I'm saying? And my peers assist me. Like, they really give me drive. And the way they work is just crazy. You feel me? Milk and nausea are like, pff, the pen is ridiculous. And I'm, I, I aspire to be as good as they are. You feel me? So, like, I just try to use that as drive. You know, so it helps. You guys got like a joint tape coming or something? Absolutely. Absolutely. Year? <laughs> Year. What's that called? Kingdom Come. Whoa. I Big think Is that one of Jay Z's albums? Yeah, but he didn't do it as good. He didn't okay, do it okay. like okay. us. Right, my fault. He didn't do it like us. My bad. <laughs> Was that. You, oh, you weren't feeling that one? Did you like 444? Wait, I did. I did too. I did. I mean, we're gonna show one record and then the rest filler. Don't respect that. Thirty something. I respect that. It was good. It was good tape. I loved it. I thought I liked it was it. awesome. It's not for everybody, you know. Some people gotta pick up the the hints that he drops in there. Well, you know? well, some people aren't as like pumped up to hear like a forty five year old man talk about his life as there are like a a young a late twenties talking about balling and shorties like. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, we can't. It's a grown man album. It was super visual though. That's why I think that too. Like his his stories on that were were crazy. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. about his mom being a lesbian and like. That's my favorite one too. What's that one that's like? I'm not black. I'm OJ. Yeah, that one's fire too. Like that one. The visuals from not even that. Yeah. So, what's some of the the biggest issues you've felt? growing organically in boston like what's what have some of the most stifling things been to you because i should have my compiled thoughts up here and we were talking about the same thing what are some of the biggest issues like pertaining to what like well just because boston doesn't have like a like a pop and music market there's no oh, like label just here talking about this shit there's no like no one's throwing money at artists here fuck artists have to shit. work jobs bro, honestly fuck that shit there's no excuse there's no excuse bro like it definitely doesn't help that there's no, you know, super big, like, label out here and there's no, like, um, you know, super big investors and nothing like that. It's really meant for, like, I was talking to my boy Jordan about this. There's only um, technology. If you do technology, there's MIT, sports, great sports team, uh, teams, and uh, what else? Like, law shit? I don't know. But, like, for, crea- for creatives, there's really, like, no outlet for us. So... 
I mean, it's really up to us all to be involved. Cohesive. Exactly. Like, 2016, like, my first couple shows, my first first show, 2015, was um, uh, this dude, Avenue, put me on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my dog. He, he gave me my first show in Boston, um, Middle East, and it was Upstairs? so- Upstairs? Uh, yeah, upstairs, and it was it was so bad, man. Like it was so bad, but I was blessed because I got the opportunity to do it. The show was bad, or you were bad. I was bad. Yeah. I was you were really bad. As hell. I was very nervous, and it was just crazy. But like, I did it. You know what I'm saying? And did you get smacked for it? Did I get smacked for it? Like, yeah. was I off the shits? Yeah. Nah, I wasn't smacked. I was Good. super sober. I well, gotta be sober when I perform. Good. You know, but um, but I'm losing track. Um. Really just shedding light, you know what I'm saying, and giving people opportunity to speak their truth on the mic and do what they got to do. It may not be everyone's cup of tea, but, like, you know, it's it's a form of um, expression. So you got to let that just ride how it is naturally. Well, I think a lot of people don't understand, like, it's a blessing that it's underdeveloped because then you can carve a lane for yourself easy. Absolutely, bro. I don't don't, feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. Bro, man, like, I take advantage of what I got and run with it. That's why I say there's no excuse with anything, bro. Like, anything you want to do, you can do it. Just know where you come from. And even that, like, not, like, come from, like, meaning, like, your state and shit. Because I'm never one to, like, be like, oh, I'm from Newton. I'm not, I'm not one of them niggas. I just, I'm, I'm a human being that just want to spread art around the world, bro. You, know? you don't feel like you have to champion Boston? I give, I love my city. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I'm not one to be, like. You don't want to mouthy him? It's <laughs> well, not even a dagger. I fuck with Melvy Heavy. We there are there are others who can, who can do it. Sean's just more inward. I get. I'm it. very that, like. That's, yeah. that's not a dig at Melfi at all. That dude was a genius. Melfi was a he was a dog. He, he was, was a genius was marketer, shit. bro. He was in the shit. Um, but yeah, man, I'm more of an introvert, bro. I be I be low key, man. I just put the music out. Go ahead and do my shows. I don't be in everyone's faces like that, you know, like and I think that's cool. You know, just just I don't know. I don't know, bro. Like I just do what I do, man. Everyone's just doing what they're doing. Have you had to realize you had to acquire kind of a business sense though, being an artist? Yeah. That's the Has main it been tough thing. for you? Uh yeah. It's well, for the three years prior, yeah, it's been mad tough. Um but um, you know, I got I got a solid team with me. So now it's like more centralized um, and solid. Um, I got Rob, Stupefy, it's the big man right here. You know what I'm saying? He's been keeping me organized like a motherfucker because I'm all over the place. You know, like, let's go, Rob. Um, you know, so, Robbie bags, and let's he's go. and he's great and he's great at communicating. He's great at communicating, so it helps a lot. You know, that's the main thing. Um, and also like. One thing, it's crazy because, like, labels aren't really, they don't really give a fuck about you if, if you're not a signed artist. That's another thing. Like, What do you mean? Like, you're not going to get a check. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you were, like, if I was signed to Atlantic, for example, and I'm, like, fucking with Def Jam or some shit, right? And I'm like, yo, this is a fee for this and that, right? Versus me being an independent artist and not having like a solid backup, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just it's tricky, man. I don't know. 
But the business aspect, there's there's definitely a lot of routes I gotta learn more. And once I do learn it, it's a wrap for everybody for sure. Wait, can you elaborate? Sure. Can you elaborate? So you mean like when you were working with other artists, it was it was tough to get the label check? Is that what you're it, saying? It's, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. And I'm not I'm not like <coughs> I need my money. I need my. I'm not one of them niggas, man. I just I'm just like I hope people have the you know the. The decency. the decency to like be like oh this this dude this young dude he's getting to what he gotta get to here you go you feel me like motherfuckers is weirdos we we do have people to tell them to give to give me the money to give us the money we need those people we we yeah we need a whole bunch of them we need a whole cult in the industry they don't there's not many people like that yeah so yeah. were you ever assertive though like yo like i gotta get paid for my services so or is that tough for you it wasn't me behind it entirely it was another person behind it that would get get it for me you know what i'm saying and you need lawyers. robbie bags robbie <laughs> but yeah that's the whole like thing around it i thought i had more water i'm kind of bummed out somerville springs bro <laughs> so what do you think about the music industry in boston i think kind of like what, what i've been trying to build for myself here I think it's a blessing that it's you have to be independent here because it's just the hardest worker is going to win here, bro. It's that That's simple. True. That's you, true, bro. There was no, and I'm not even bigging up the show like that, but there was no real competition when I started. So it's like, yo, it's uh, obviously there's no model to get it done. It's the same thing for artists out here. Like, there's no model of how you guys can get it done, but, but there's no one fighting you. Does that make sense? I get what you're saying. Absolutely. Do you feel the same way? I think. Do I feel the same way? Um, when it comes to this is Robbie Bags in the mic. That, but that that also not being any competition or because competition is good for business. It's great. Competition is good for when it comes to actually organizing yourself and becoming actually something that is value in the global marketplace. You know what I'm saying? You need competition to grow at a better rate. To where if you're in a city that has no competition, um flimsiness can slide absolutely you get what i'm saying mm. and, and disorganization can slide and then when you actually do face competition you aren't properly prepared do you get what i'm saying and you aren't properly ready because you're thinking you're the big fish in a little pond so you're thinking you don't see anyone else there's no other fishes and then you meet some sharks <laughs> you get what i'm saying yeah. and you get gone real quick when you you know what i mean you, you're thinking you're the biggest and the best in your city so you're ready to actually and you're understanding that hey if i want to increase my worth and increase my income that i have to move to a bigger city or create a pipeline to a bigger market mm -hmm. and then you realize that all the work you put in back home was for not because you're not even ready on the biggest of sense you get what i'm saying to actually achieve global success you know what i'm saying isn't that on whoever's trying to get it done though can't you just be accountable saying yeah okay i can build as big as i can in the city but i know that this is not preparing me for the big thing does that make sense i mean i think that's counterproductive when you can just prepare like you know what i'm saying with the internet and with all the things going on you can look at you know what i'm saying like your city is a tester for whatever you're doing you know what i'm saying like where you're at is just a testing point for whatever you're doing you know what I'm saying? Because we're in a global marketplace and communication is getting so... The world's getting smaller, if, if you feel what I'm saying. Yeah, you totally. Know what I'm saying? To, where, to where it's like, yeah, Sean Wire is not only 
competing with himself on the the, ba- the basic level when it comes to just competing with his own artistry and trying to be better every day. But yes, he's competing with a rapper in Portland, Oregon for listens and for LA. You get what I'm saying? So Absolutely. Yeah, the whole he, game is a competition, period. You get what I'm saying? Everything's so, a competition, bro. So it's like in, in Boston, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there is what is great about Boston and it is, it does revert to your point that there's a bigger opportunity to be legendary in your city. Absolutely. Well, can't you use it as leverage that people in your city love you? Yeah. If they're not going to love you in your city, why would they love you anywhere else? That's what I'm saying. If they don't Bam! love you in your city, why That's would they love saying. you anywhere else? Yeah. But then I can also say that when they love you other places, they love you in your city. Not necessarily. No. They love you got to conquer your, you got to conquer real quick. Your, you got to conquer your hometown first. Real, real quick. For sure. Elizabeth Warren may not even win this state, dog, and she's a senator here. Joe Biden might swipe that from her. So, yeah, you're proving and right. He blew up where? Wait, wait, wait. So, she might not what win this state, f- and what's the point of that? What are you saying? But they love her globally. Joe is a, but Joe Biden is a way bigger name than Elizabeth Warren globally. No, not at all. He's, he was the vice president, bro. Absolutely. That's not even debated. Joe Biden is bigger than Elizabeth Warren on a global no, scale. No, my point is, though, she is probably going to win the delegate based on polls right now. She's okay. beating Biden. But Biden's probably going to beat her in her home state. That's what, that's what I'm saying. So but doesn't her state love her? I don't know. We'll see in the election, right? I mean, does that do you watch politics? Her state loves her? I, don't know I mean, I just think Joe Biden's. A you watch bigger. politics? I don't. I don't even I don't care about politics. About I don't either. I, yeah. So I'm just, I don't know why you're that up. <laughs> I mean, it does though. Wait, which means if, 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 if your state doesn't even know who you are, no, they know who Joe people Biden. in Massachusetts. Hi, Damon. Hi, Damon. I'm just saying, bro. Like Joe Biden, just a bigger name hey. globally. It's like if people don't love you if they don't vote for you, and yes. My goal is to definitely win my city. I need all the love because I love my city. Just to clarify that. Too, if motherfuckers are like, oh, Sean's not about his city. Nah, nah. I'm just not one to be in faces. I'm the same way. But I love my city to death. I bled in my city. I grew up in my city. I cried about it. All right, breathe. We'll talk about it after. Breathe. 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 We'll, we'll talk about it after. Just, we just we always have these debates. I love it. We'll talk about this after for sure. This is great. Okay, so where did you grow up in the city? Not to be a, a fed. I grew up in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Whereabouts? Huh? Whereabouts in Dorchester? Columbia Road. Oh no way! Columbia Road. Like, like near the theater? Near Burger King? Yeah, yeah, Strand Theater. Yeah. Oh word! So right what, what's the name of that? Because I just reached out to him today. What's the name of that new distillery right there? Is it Bully Boy? Right off Cedric, is Cedric Street? <sighs> yep. I have no idea. Bully Boy, right near Casablanca. Oh yeah 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 yep yep yep. You guys go there. But that's not near. That's not Columbia Road though. That's that yeah. That's way well. Yeah, it's jointed on the corners. Yeah, but. I've been there. Can I ask you a random question? If you if you're to go out right, like if you Mm -hmm. want to go out on Friday night or Saturday night, where would you go in the city? Friday night. Oh God. You go to many places. Uh okay actually no I got one um. It's it's only it's only a ting for me if I see like, you know, DJ Real P DJing or something like that. Cause I'm not a really outgoing dude when it comes to like functions, all this other shit. You know what I'm saying? I like damn buses. I like I liked good times as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Paintballing. You know what I'm saying? But like, if it's like some music shit, like I'll go to like DJ P shit and just vibe out, drink, dance. What's that for a venue normally? Uh, he'll have like the W pyramids, 
Um, what's some other shit? I don't. I mean, he be he, he be, be everywhere. everywhere. He's everywhere. P is my favorite DJ right now. Hands down, that nigga's yeah, nice. Yeah, shout out, shout out, DJ Real P. He's the best, bro. This is hands down. Oh yeah, Boston Music Awards. Vote for oh well, voting. When they see this, they're gonna be like, <laughs> is, is, was voting closed? Yeah, voting was voting was closed. Yeah. Were you pumped when you got the nom? Honestly, bro, I was like, what? I was like, all right, thanks. I was I was cool though. I was cool about it. It was pretty straight. I, I was think, excited for sure. I think it's. I think that's a good step for Boston music, don't you? you yeah. Even it yeah. just like legitimizes the cause a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it makes it uh, way more serious um, for the artists, the local artists, um, DJs, photographers, everyone that's involved in the scene. I feel like it puts it on a higher pedestal, you know. Like it incentivizes artists to work hard too. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like own your shit, be proud of it, you know, and and bask in that light. You know, like, for me, it's definitely, like, an eye-opener because I remember I'd be like, fuck that shit. I don't want that shit, man. I want to I'm gonna just make this music. And now, like, that I got it, I'm just like, oh. I'm like, ah, oh, thanks. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. What, what were you nominated for? Um, R&B and Best, Best New Artist. Oh, the tape was nominated, too? Um, or were you Best nah, R&B nah, Artist? No, no, tape wasn't nominated. It was just, like, Best New Artist and R&B. So, you... You and Hector are the same grade? Yeah, I went to high school with Hector. Fenway, right? Yeah. That's no, no, no. I went to um, Codman Academy with Hector. Oh, Codman. Excuse Codman me. It's in, it's in Fenway, right? No, nah, that's in uh, Dorchester. Oh, word. Okay. Codman Square, yeah. So Washington Street. He said growing up in the city, he didn't necessarily listen to any Boston artists. Were you like actively checking in what was going on in the scene? or? I remember... So... Freshman year in Cobbin Academy, I wasn't I wasn't like heavy in the in the scene. I mean, I would rap, but I wouldn't like show motherfuckers. My cousin Najee, like me and Na- like Najee, no, he, he's just the first person I showed my raps to, you know. And um, uh, I got kicked out of that school, and I went to Madison Park, and that's when I got hip to Michael Christmas. And I remember like watching him on the computer, and that's probably like the only person like I knew at the time. But other than that, like. I wasn't really involved. But as like a kid in the city, did you know about Boston artists? Was nope. that whole thing? Nope. Sure enough, didn't. You didn't go to shows ever? Nope. I didn't do none of that shit. I would be in my room like I am now, and I would write, I would draw. Like, I wouldn't do shit. Have you ever, <laughs> do you feel like you constantly feel like social anxieties? Um, I definitely had like crazy anxiety, like couple years back but like the three years like i was doing just music and shit like not going out and nothing nothing like that like i definitely lost um (laughs) i definitely wasn't social at all so i was mad awkward and shit i still kind of am but i'm getting out of it um i don't know yeah i had anxiety it's not super crazy i still got a little how would you combat it now um honestly bro like this shit ain't real that's how I look at it. I just be like, moments are real. Interaction is real. But everything else is just... Uh. Thought. But they ain't ready for that conversation, Najee. They ain't ready for that conversation. I'm, yeah, I'm they ain't a, ready for it. I'm actually here for it. What, you think we're in a situation? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it off off the cameras because they watching us. They watching us, bro. Are, are you big into the simulation theory? or Watch out. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. 
like shit. We've had some people up here really, real deal believe it. Really? So, sometimes if someone has a convincing argument, I'm like, damn, bro, we might be. Nah, <laughs> these cameras looking kind of it's, big. It's bro. less, it's less the simulation shit. I'm more just like spiritual shit wise, you know, like what's what's what are you about, you know, like as a person, as a being. Is, is that an astrology thing or? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't box into that. I don't know. But I take it for what it is because I don't really have the words yet, you know, to really wrap it on that. Well, where did you acquire this? Like, is it um, over time? You see weird over shit? Over time, or? like, I've seen mad weird shit. I've been through mad weird shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, why is all this bad shit happening? And then something crazy good happens. And I'm just like, oh, all the bad shit's gone now. And it's just the balance, you know, like duality in life. is just you can't have bad without good and you can't have good without bad, like. That shit definitely helps me. You know, like, anytime something really bad happens to me, like, I just take it for what it is, still thankful, you know what I'm saying? And then just doing that just helps me uh, process how I want to take my next steps and doing it wisely. So every time something <clears throat> good happens, you like, fuck, something bad is coming? Do you said like, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Anything, oh, anytime, good, anytime something good happens. It's a real thing, man. It's life. It's life. Dude, that sounds terrible. It sounds terrible if you make it terrible. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if you make it terrible, then it's going to be terrible. But if you take it for what it is, and I know it's the harsh truth. Yeah. Yeah, it's steady. You know, like, there's, bro, there's a lot of bad things in the world. I'm not one to complain. I take it for what it is, like I said, and just move forward, you know? So, would you consider yourself a positive dude? Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely have, like, dark sides like every human being. But, like, you know, I bask in my, my light a lot more than I used to. When I had dreads, I was definitely super dark. I was definitely super dark. Now dark I'm Sean. Like, now I'm like. What's up, everybody? What up, y'all? Yo. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. You guys having fun? Big Fresh, you got a heater question? Usually Big Fresh comes in with the haymakers. Um, Big Fresh. That's some interesting shit. Oh, I do have Let's a comment, though. I um, I saw you perform so-so at the Red Bull show in um, yes. Artist Free Manity. That mm -hmm. shit was crazy, dude. You everything, liked it? Everything was hitting, dude. The beats, like... Dope, man. Just hitting so hard. But um, I, I want to go back to the point you made about, like, having the team around you. So you said, like, when you were um, writing for people, it was mostly just, like, you kind of solo deal or... It was me and Najee. Me okay. and Najee Janney, like... Um, we had like uh we worked with uh Sebastian Michael, you know what I'm saying? Najee got this hit right now that's buzzing like crazy. Time. Ooh <laughs> That's the pen right there, nigga. Come on, nigga, come on. But, um, but yeah. so I wanted to ask just like how important has like um have has like developing a strong team around you because like i see a lot of the independent artists now that do really well they have like a strong team around them and I feel like you definitely need all those people to kind of like take care of the things that you might not be able to get to. Cause mm -hmm. I feel like where me personally, I like have a lot of pride in thinking that I can do everything and I can like learn shit. But like at the me, end of the day, too. you can't do everything. Yeah. So like, yeah, for reference, big fresh, a pop and producer makes dope beats. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'll check, I'll check some shit out. If you guys sure. have shit to show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, to answer that, yes, I definitely agree with, um, having a solid team. You know, people that you can trust with your life because that's what it is. It's, it's all of our lives in this. Um, and being men of our word 
and sticking to the code and getting shit done, you know, like simultaneously. Absolutely. Every trip. It's very important because it's like I can't answer emails like every day. So like I could send it to Rob like, yo, Rob, you know, what I'm saying help me get organized with this while I work on this music. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying like he always tells me, like, I just want you to focus on music and I'll handle this and that in the third. You know, what I'm saying like my brothers are like, yo, I need this verse done. Da da da. We'll do that. And it's just like a whole fucking Voltron thing just moving, you know? Structure. Like, Robbie Baggs. Blueprint. Let's go, Robbie. Robbie Baggs, me and you going to work on something together. Let's do something, bro. What's up? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love it, bro. Yo, so, uh, yeah, I heard that Red show, Red Bull show was sweet. Bro, that shit was amazing. That was dope. That was the first time I had seen, like, a show like that. One in that venue in the seaport. Which is huge. Oh, that shit was fire. What's that? What's that venue called? Artists of Humanity. You guys want to hear a crazy story about that venue? So I was so after I threw that the big uh, after I threw my big concert in summer of 2018, I was like, okay, where would be a cool place to throw a concert? So I go there, right? And I'm like pitching with the lady. I'm like trying to negotiate the space, blah blah blah. And we get all the way to signing the check, right? I'm like, all right, like they're gonna actually let me do this. I'm like, I'm 22 years old. They're gonna give me this like 900 person venue. This is sweet. Mm-hmm. They they put the contract down. They're like, yeah, it's gonna be like twenty five thousand dollars. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, I can't even pay for Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it was a sweet, it was a sweet spot though, right? No, yeah, that spot's really dope, and it's definitely worth it too. Like. Um, the investment, you know, like when the bread does come. <laughs> well, I'm sure they, I'm sure they worked out. I'm sure they were trying it's to work me out of it. They was definitely trying to, they was trying to get it out, man. For yeah. sure. So, yeah. How did that show happen? How'd you get booked for it? Um, because I think a lot of Boston artists are like, no, <sighs> want a lot of the opportunities you've been snagging. Um, I mean, just being on the album in general, like this album, I was just like, oh, he's performing. And I hit Tim like, yo. I'm going to the show, and then I go. I go to the show, and then I honestly had I had it in the back of my head like, oh, I'm gonna perform, of course. Um, but then like I got backstage, and Stiz was like, like soon as his set started, he goes, "You doing so so right?" And I was like, I was like, yeah, like fuck it, let's go. That's He's huge. like, I right, bet, and I was like, all right, cool. And then that's just how it happened, you know. I just went to show love, um, but yeah, it was it was organic. It was mad random. It's cool. Yeah, but you were like hoping like yo, let's, huh? Uh, you were hoping like yo, get absolutely. Yeah, what the sure. fuck? Why not? That's, like that's light, Sean, not dark, Sean. Thinking positive. Fuck? Let me show you the light real quick. Blind your motherfuckers, man. So how did how did the song happen? You went out to LA to do it, or you did it in Boston? Um, I okay. You want the whole story? Or do you want the short story? Because well, I don't know well, time we got. The stiz, the tape's great, but that's my favorite <laughs> song on the tape, bro. Dope. It's fire. I really appreciate that. Thank you. It is. (laughs) The team, the supportive squad. Um. So. Oh, so Gibby, Gib DJ, was going to Atlanta to work with Jeezy, right? And as he's out there, he hits Tim up like, "Yo, are there any producers, or is there like a studio out here where I can get some shit done, or whatever? Some people I could work with." And then Tim was like, I don't know anyone or some shit like that. And then he was like, yo, do you want to get Sean on Stiz's album? And he was like, 
oh shit let me ask him and then he sent it to me and i was like yeah i'm all in and he was like word send me some shit and then me and gib when gib got back to boston we made three songs we made one called rain we made one called so so and we made one called uh something and then i sent all three to him um so-so was the the main one like i put mad thought into like i was just like you know i raced like at least seven verses at least five hooks and two bridges because that's usually how i write because i'm very picky so then sent it out um i had to go to new york so i was kind of stressing like on time and actually i didn't send it out so i went to new york and then tim is like I know he's expecting music, and I'm just like, I'm doing shit with Sebastian. And um, I got it to him in time, moral of the story. And he was like, yo, Stiz loves it. He's writing to so-so. And I was like, fucking word. And then... So you had the hook and the verse already done. Everything was done. Verse... The first record you sent? The first record, huh? So was so-so the only record you sent? No, I, no, I sent three. Okay. He, he, but Tim, Tim sent him so-so out of the three. Okay, gotcha. And... Um, what was it? They kill my patience. They kill my patience. And the beat they was different. The beat was girl. different. The beat was different first. And then... um, Was it like an Asian harp on that or something? It, it was different. It was like all Gibby production. <laughs> <laughs> it, was all, it was all Gibby DJ production. And then um, and then after, uh, Stiz came back to Boston and um, he invited me to listen to the tape, listen to the album, show Mad Love, and it was just cool. And he was like, yo, come out to L.A., Went to LA, you know, got some vibes, finished my album out there, and then boom. Well, I didn't finish it out there, but I got some good content out there because you need the visuals. How, how dope is LA? LA is kind of whack. I'm not what? gonna, not gonna <laughs> lie. Bro, I love I'm not it. gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Where did you stay? I stayed in um, Sherman Oaks, and I stayed in. Um, Gib had a, a friend like somewhere like further up in LA, but. I wasn't really digging it, man. I'll be honest. And I and it might have been, like, the time because it was kind of shitty weather when I went. Oh, and it was, like, 80 degrees and there's one cloud in the sky, bro? Bro, it wasn't even 80. It was, like, 60, 70. And I'm just like, what the fuck? That sounds terrible, bro. I could have stayed home. So, <laughs> so then, um, uh, what happened? Um, oh, yeah, the only reason I don't really fuck with it is because, like, everything's mad far, man. Like, you really got to have need a, whip. a car, yeah. And it's just, the traffic is stupid. And a lot of the traffic on the highway is because it's all by choice. Because motherfuckers just be on their phones and having mad space in front of them. And it's just, it's, it's just a lot. Also, wasn't it, was that your first time out there? Yeah. Wasn't it crazy how, like, how many businesses there were and how much shit was getting marketed at you? Bro. It's so in your face, bro. There's a lot of shit to do out there. The Everything food. hidden. The food, though, is top notch food's hitting yo joe took me to this spot uh it was like they had like canopies and it was just like mad mexican food and it was Fire. fresh as fuck bro like the avocado was bomb like the chips was bomb the burritos was bomb big fresh you've been Tacos. too right yeah yo that shit is so good so did you, fucking did you good. ever stop by koreatown while you're there I didn't. Yo, I didn't. they got some bomb-ass Korean food if you're into that. What? Yeah. I'm into all that shit, man. Yeah. Every cultured food. I went to Little Ethiopia. That was probably my favorite spot. I drove through that, too. Yo, it's so fucking nice, man. I got some ill shit. Got some wine from there. That's like right near Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, is it near... Is it near... Uh, In West Hollywood. Is it near Santa Monica? 
Yeah, bro, I live I live out here, bro. I don't uh, really know, dog. Uh, you know more than me, y'all. <laughs> but it was it was pretty dope. LA's cool. I'll love to LA, man. It's it's just not my place. I couldn't I couldn't live there for sure. <clears throat> you like New York though? It's claustrophobic, bro. <sighs> it's dirty. It's that's a, a factoid. I feel like I'm breathing in like smog. Gross shit. Dust. But the culture in New York is cool. I fuck with it. Like Brooklyn's fire. All that shit's fire. Like house I mean the 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 roof vibes cool. The music scene's cool, you know. It's good vibes in New York. I like New York. So how much of a a confidence boost was that for you to be on Stiz's tape cuz like as you got as you know like people see Stiz here it's like, "Oh my god, it's Stiz." Bro, like see 20 15 like right before i graduated he like inboxed me on twitter or i yeah he inboxed me on twitter and then like he he was like reaching out like he wanted to work and i just me personally at the time i knew i wasn't ready to like maintain the skill that i wanted to be at now because i i was just i was just fucking around like i wasn't even like I was debating on going to college and shit. You know, I wasn't all in with music. You're like 18, bro. Yeah, you know, so I was just like, I don't know. Um, So it was definitely cool to see, like, a few years later that he still wanted to work and he was still fucking with me. So, like, it was was definitely a huge confidence booster, like, just to have a star next to so-so. Like, I was just like, that's just surreal. I mean, high-key, I high-key manifested it, though, high-key. You know what you knew. You I knew I knew I was gonna work with him. I knew I wanted to do some shit with him, and I was like, "I'm a, I'm gonna try and make this shit solid. Just it was have fun and do it. You know what I'm saying? Have fun and do it. That's the main thing. Like, if I can't have fun and do it, if I can't have fun and create with a person, you know, like it's just, what are you really doing? You know, you just bullshitting. Yeah, but that's also tough because, like, you probably knew it was, like, a big moment for you. Like, there was no, there was probably a little anxiety involved, right? You're like, oh, this is like Oh, bro. Before it, like, before it dropped, I was like, yo, people gonna judge me. People gonna say this and that. But, like, at the end of the it day, worked out, I, bro. I don't give a fuck, man. Like, I'm, you know, you're not always gonna be everyone's favorite cup of tea, man. You know, like, I'm the same way. There's some people I, I just, I'm just like, I can't get down with their music, you know? And there's people that look at me like that. But, like, that's just a tiny fraction of what I'm capable of. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I say that with 110% confidence. That's light work. You feel me? Like, So, yeah, so you were out in L.A. and you, you are you allowed to talk about having a new project soon? Or um. Well, did yeah, I just we, blow something? I didn't want to blow anything. We got the um, album Internal Dialect. It's Whoa. called Internal Dialect. Yep. And it's really just um, a solid project of me in general. It's going to help like the, the consumers understand like more about like who I am as an artist and a person. You know, just to feel me. You know what I'm saying? Um, instead of just like... Plus well, about a shorty. Some of it's about shorty and some of it's about me. You know, more more so about me, though. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I feel like I lacked um, in the past with, like, giving my full story. You know what I'm saying? Of who I am as an artist. Well, we'll probably just keep evolving, but, though, right? Every day. But, like, the tape is, is solid. Um, I'm going to let you form your own assessment about it, you know, once it's uh, out. 
We can do another episode, bro. We can do another episode, man. Um, but yeah, I'm very, I'm very confident with this tape for sure, and I'm super proud of it. I worked really hard on it. I started like uh, 2018 on it. You know, that was like the first song. The intro was the first song I made after I got hit by a car. You know, after recovery. Cause I was forgetting lyrics and shit to my music. I was like, wow. it was crazy, bro. It was fucking weird, but like, it's. I'm very confident. I'm very confident with this. I'm excited, and I can't wait for people to hear it. It's gonna be good. This is just a quick rewind. So after you got hit by the car, mm-hmm. did someone find you on the side of the street, or did, were you knocked out? Oh, I was with my cousin and my friend. Okay. And I, yo, and I'm not gonna lie, brother. See, I'm, I have a dark sense of humor, and once I got hit. And gained like a little consciousness, and I see, I see a brother Christian like running to me and running away from the car. I'm like, nigga, get the fucking get the license plate, nigga. I'm just like on the ground, like uh, dazed out. But wow. not no one got the uh, no one got the license plate. But um, what were you guys thinking <laughs> when you found out you got hit? That shit was crazy. Uh, it was it bad? It was, That's oh, all you thought? It was bad. That's my first thought. Yeah, I was I think the way it was described as it wasn't like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, because I'm I'm I I wasn't like bro, I got hit by a car, I lost memory, my fucking legs. I was just like, bro, I got hit by a car, man. Like I'm in the hospital right now, like you know, like just chilling. It was funny. <laughs> Yo, it was just mad funny, though, because I remember, like, my vision being mad blurry. <laughs> and I'm seeing my cousin run away from the car. And I'm like, I wanted to yell, like, get the license plate. Like, take a picture. Like, oh. I'm going to make a skit about that one day. It's going to be funny. It's going to be very funny. Yo, can I ask you a mad, insensitive question? It depends. Like, looking <clears throat> back on it, would you rather get bit by a shark or hit by a car? <sighs> Definitely hit by a car. Well, you say that now because you got a, you got the badge. No, bro. no, 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 bro. Like, I have a fear of sharks. Like, like That's I've had, I've had mad nightmares about sharks. Well, I mean, just to say that it happened to you, because like you can say I got hit by a car. I mean, what type of bite are we talking about? Are we talking like I'm losing a limb or like just a little like? Ooh, I don't want to eat this human. We're talking like yo, disfigured, blood everywhere. Oh my god! Oh my god! He's gonna die. I uh, choose the car. What do you, Big car. Fresh, what are you taking? Take the car, bro. Well, <clears throat> 30 miles per hour car. What's the end goal, though? Like? <laughs> the end goal is to impress shorties. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I feel like you can't really impress someone if you have, like, a leg missing. <laughs> no, but I mean, you just, like, you can just... <laughs> hey, don't do, don't nah, do, nah, don't do yeah, that, because nah, Quentin nah, Miller is getting all the bitches oh, right now. Quentin Miller, nah, he's nah, in his bag. Quentin Miller's got <laughs> potential. Get he's getting more bitches. No, but I mean like I mean like you have no injury. Like you just go up to Shorty's. The first thing you say is like, "Yo, I got bit by a shark." Or, "Yo, I got obliterated by a car." I'm alive. It's cooler. It's cooler, but okay. What if I toss this in the mix and you get shot? You say I got shot too. (sighs) Yeah, I don't want to get shot. Fuck that shit. No. No, he's just talking about his story. I'm just talking about you got the badge, so you can tell people that. Nah, it's definitely not cool. 
Motherfuckers, motherfuckers are like fucked up for life. I'm good. I I'll take the car any day, any day. Like I'm going with the car. I'm going with the car. Nigga, you don't know about death, nigga. I've been through it. That's a fact. Okay, okay. Uh, so you you got a big thing coming on tomorrow night? Are you allowed to? Well, this won't be out in time, to be honest with you. But what are your hopes for it? Feels nice running an artist interview. I haven't done this in a man long time. Bro, I'm mad excited about it. Like, is this like a secret or? Uh, I mean, does it seem like a secret? Because I'm not on the I'm not on the flyer or nothing like that. But like you've been telling people this is gonna happen, right? No. Okay. No, I haven't been telling nobody. Well, it's gonna come out after anyway. It's, so. it's, yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be there. It's um, sold out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this Fire. is fucking crazy, That's man. That's a big show, bro. Yeah, man. Like I remember I remember being on the the corner of the stage watching Chance the Rapper bring Stiz out. And I was like, he's bringing me out, so it was pretty fucking dope. Wow. You know what what, what tour was that? Acid Rap. That's when Chance was like, Whoa. Chance the Rapper's manager hit me up after I dropped Deer. No way. Yo, Pat? I was like. Pat the manager, what? right? Yeah. Shit was fire, but. I don't know what happened, but um, but yeah, seeing that you know, chance bring out this, and then now it's like this happening. It's just pretty dope. Manifesting, bro. I know the world is mental, bro. Like the whole universe is mental. Your thoughts are everything, <clears throat> for real. You don't know how powerful they are, really, though. Like they're all you have, bro. It's really powerful, like powerful, nigga. Like ASMR. It's crazy. Okay. Well, nonetheless, can can you give a like a quick plug of what you got coming, where to find you on the social? Um, hey, did you guys have fun? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You ever have fun? Next time we're gonna get drunk and we're gonna interview. Well, Sean, last night I was like, "Yo, bro, how many people bring?" He's like, "Yo, I might bring like twenty people." <laughs> I, <laughs> said, <laughs> I, I said like, seven people. <laughs> I said seven people. <laughs> um, yo, so check this out. We got a music video on the way coming. It's it's looking pretty cool. It's a nice little vibe, nice little cool thing. Little you know palate cleanser. I dropped her Beretta. Have you heard her Beretta yet? Of course. It was it had those like banging steel drums. And the steel drums. Is that what they are? There's no steel drums. Well, it's right at the start. <laughs> oh no, it is steel drums actually. <laughs> but it's really keys. It's probably because I saw how it was made, so I was like, "What are you talking about steel drums?" But um. Yeah, music videos coming, uh, albums coming. Not gonna give a date yet because I still have to make a little adjustments. My dog got it right in the phone. My bro. dog. And uh, next to Kanye. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Sorry, right now actually we'll probably cut this up as a clip for you. So start over and like. Okay. Do okay. Your thing. So we got this music video coming. It's gonna be nice. Um, albums coming soon. Um. You can find me on my socials at Sean Wire, S-E-A-N underscore Wire. You can find me on SoundCloud, dollar sign, E-A-N Wire. You can find me on iTunes, dollar sign, E-A-N Wire. Dollar sign. You're not going to find my name if you type S-E-A-N Wire. I'm going to change it in the future once I, you know, get, get that corporate bag. Exactly. But for now, you're going to have to type in dollar sign, E-A-N 
W-I-R-E on like, all platforms. Like a wire, like braces. Like a cord, like this. Yeah. Like yes. the like, charger. Like HBO, the wire. The wire to the plug. Like, oh. Like, yeah, that. <laughs> or like what rhymes with tire. Wire. Wire. All right, so listen. Yeah, check it out, y'all. This is how we start and end the episode. I'm ready. I'm only going to say this once. I'm literally not going to say this more than once. So listen attentively. I'm not, I will not reiterate myself. Mm. You say, hi, your name. And this is my golden hour. So when I say your name, I mean like you say your own name. So hi, I'm, bl- I'm blank. Mm-hmm. And this is my golden hour. Right. Then directly after no break. Hi, I'm blank. And that was my golden hour. Got you. Let's see. What's up, y'all? It's Sean Wire, and this is my golden hour. <laughs> oh! I'll see y'all later. That was my golden hour. Blew it. Sh- Sean, <laughs> blew it. I'm Sean Wire, and that was my golden hour. Bang, but you got to do the whole thing all the way through. You got to go all the way through. What's up, y'all? It's Sean Wire. This is my golden hour. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> oh! <laughs> this is the last one. <laughs> Oh wait wait wait! What is it? The last one was it? Was the last one? That, I'm Sean White. That was my golden hour. I I, I will that, not reiterate myself. This isn't that was. I will not reiterate. Myself. What up, y'all? Sean White. This is my golden hour. I'll see y'all later. That was my golden hour. Sean White checking out, bitch. <laughs> Blew it again. Blew it again. Okay okay. Let me let me uh, chill out. Let me chill out. My ADHD kicking in, nigga. Hold on. Hold on. Well, I'll just let you guys know. I'll be here all night until we get. What's up, y'all? It's Sean Wired. Yo, this is how it is. Yo, this is how it is when I'm recording. (laughs) (laughs) Morning, everybody. It's Charlemagne and V. Angeline. I'm in the guy. You all watching the Breakfast Club? And today, special guest. What's up, y'all? Takashi Six Nine. Oh. (laughs) That's a great interview, okay, okay, though. Okay, okay. Go ahead. What's up, y'all? Sean Wire. This is my golden hour. All right, y'all. Sean Wire. Checking out. That was my golden hour. Bang. <laughs> Got it. Shit. Nardwar. All right, whatever you ready. Nardwar.